Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Today, I'm chatting with Val Casola all about how to speak to your dream client's language and inspire them to take action. Val tells us about how, as a copywriter, she can pull out those key terms from her clients to better align them with their dream couples and book better weddings. A little bit about Val is that she's a website copywriter and brand storyteller for service-based businesses. She helps female entrepreneurs tell their stories that make their dream clients feel seen, heard, and inspired to act so they can step into their next level of their business and change more lives. We're so excited she's here. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Val, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's finally some sunny weather where I am in upstate New York and the, we've been having so much rain. So the sun is, it's nice and it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Were you affected by any of the storms going through Vermont? Like, is that close to you? Um, No, actually not by anything in Vermont, but the Canadian wildfires are affecting the air quality again. Um, it's been on and off all summer. I know. Yeah, we get that down here in the city. And it's just, it's crazy that one day where the sky was literally orange, <laughs> I was like, this is another world. So I don't know the life, we, the, the world we're living in today. That's <laughs> not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about how to speak to your dream client's language and inspire them to take action. I'm really excited that you're here. And I can't wait to uh, pick your brain all about this topic. I feel like you know, figuring out how to talk to people is hard. <laughs> so it's nice to to have you here. But before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Val Casola. I am a website copywriter for service providers, including uh, photographers. And I started my business in 2021 as a food writer for some food bloggers. Cooking has always been a passion of mine and to find an outlet to make some extra money while I was working in corporate. Um, it was, you know, really a great opportunity, but I quickly realized that I could start my own business and I could switch to some more sales-based deliverables to match my full-time income. So 
in 2022, I pivoted to writing websites, sales pages, and emails for service providers. And actually, recently, I just left the corporate world about two months ago um, from when we we're recording this. So I have recently jumped in full time, and it's been wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. What made you finally uh, say goodbye to corporate? I know it can be scary. I did it myself. Yeah, I just, you know, I'd been burned a few times and the idea of making somebody else successful, doing something that I love to do really wasn't sitting right with me. And I knew if I put my mind to it and went all in, I could build a writing business that I was excited to show up to every day. And um, we were in a place um, financially where it just made sense. And I just kind of ripped off the bandaid and, and went for it. Well, that's super exciting. I mean, good for you going out on your own. I love that. I feel like going out on your own and being a solopreneur is uh, pretty scary. So congratulations. That's very, very exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So let's get started. You know, let's talk about, you know, how do you know your client's language? Like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. So when you are writing copy, the biggest mistake that I see service providers making, including photographers, is that they make their copy all about them right? They're taking the opportunity to talk about how great they are, all of their experience, their credentials, their education, and all of this stuff is great. Like it, it does go a long way in building trust with your audience and helping them understand where your expertise is from and what you like to do and whether or not you might be a good fit for them as a photographer. But when you rely on this information strictly to get your clients, it's not going to, you know, be sustainable. If you want to, you know, encourage someone to make a three, four, or even five figure investment in their life, um, you really need to show them what's in it for them. And what I mean by speaking your ideal client's language is really getting to know who your ideal client is, what this person is struggling with, what their current situation is, or why they might want to hire a photographer, right? What is going on in that person's life? Has there been a life event like um, the birth of a new baby or an engagement? A marriage is coming up, um, you know, your oldest child graduating high school, really understanding what that ideal client of yours is going through and what their life looks like and what they're desiring and using those ideas and incorporating them into your own marketing, whether that be on your website, in your emails, or um, if you're selling a course or a program um, on your sales page is really key in showing your ideal client what you can do for them. And that encourages them even more to consider you as a solution to whatever need that they might have. Yeah, no, it sounds good. But I feel like it's hard to figure it out, right? Like, how do we even know where to find that stuff out if we're not our client? Yeah, so this is where something called voice of the customer research comes in. And this is one of the backbones of my copywriting process, it's something I support all of my clients with. And I think it's one of the most important things you can do, you know, not even when you're writing copy, but when you're putting your business together and your offers and you're figuring out, you know, what kind of photographer you want to be and in what, what kind of things you can offer to the people that you want to serve. And voice of the customer research, it's the action of, you know, going to the places where your ideal client is hanging out and collecting information on what they're struggling with, what they're desiring, what's keeping them from achieving their desires, what objections they might have 
to making a purchase um, and also what their limiting beliefs might be. So when you do voice of the customer research, you can play a very passive role where you're maybe looking at some online message boards or you're in Facebook groups or you're looking at Instagram comments and you are just observing what your ideal client is saying about these topics. Or you can take a more active role and you can actually go out and survey these people. So say, you know, you've had clients in the past, you can go and ask them, um, you know, what led you to work with me? Why did you really want to get these uh, photographs for your family? What were you kind of going through at the time that made you really desire these things? And, and you can take a more active role and actually go and, and interview people as well. I love that. So voice of the customer research. I've never yeah. heard that before or like that term. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's synonymous um, with market research. People will use them interchangeably, but I like to, um, voice of the customer research is more like we're doing this for the purpose of writing copy as opposed to the purpose of understanding like, okay, what should I offer my clients? How should I position myself in my industry? And things like that. Yeah, yeah. So would you recommend people who are listening, like if they're struggling to connect with their dream clients, would you recommend that they reach out to their like favorite former clients and ask them these questions? Like, what would you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Your existing audience is a great resource and you should not be afraid to reach out to them and ask them questions, especially if, you know, you have a great rapport with them and um, you've provided a service to them in the past that they have absolutely loved. So if you are, if you are having trouble understanding how to connect with your ideal clients or you're saying to yourself like, oh, I just, I really don't know how to talk to my ideal clients about what I offer or what I can do for them, then voice of the customer research is the first thing that I would suggest. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really good advice. I feel like as a wedding photographer, I forget (laughs) that I can ask my old clients about this sort of information. Like I already have like a built-in research team, you know, like a pool of people. Um, I feel like sometimes people like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. But if you serve like one client and they're really happy, you can just start start with them. What if you don't have anybody? What if you're brand, brand new? What would you suggest? Yeah. So I would recommend just doing some eavesdropping (laughs) (laughs) places where your ideal client is hanging out. So say you are a newborn photographer, right? Go to some Facebook groups where the community is full of moms. And I would use a search function and and see if if people are talking about newborn photos. Um, And if that doesn't yield any results, I would just go in and and introduce yourself and say, hey, like, I'm Val, I'm a newborn family photographer. I would love to know kind of like what you look for in newborn family photographers, what draws you to want newborn family photography, what you hope that can do for you um, in the future, how it can bring your family together. And really just don't be afraid to like put yourself out there and ask questions. Yeah, totally. No, that's awesome. That's great information. So now that we know what that means, (laughs) right? Like what the dream uh, client language actually is, how can we inspire them to sort of take action? Yeah, so this happens in a few steps. So the first step would be to, once you've collected all this data, you really want to show your audience that you understand what their current situation is, right? So in terms of photography, it's usually not that someone is struggling with a problem. 
but they have a desire to capture moments that they don't want to forget. So really leaning into that idea and, and showing your reader that you understand what that feels like, right? You understand the desire to want to look back on your special day. You understand the desire to, um, you know, remember all these memories with your family brought together. This only happens, you know, every once in a while, especially for something like a wedding um, and really showing that like you understand what's going on and you can help create this moment for your reader. And I call this the, the hey, that's me moment. And I, I think this is one of the most important moments that you can create for your ideal client in your world is where they start to trust you and see you as a solution because you understand what's going on. You know what's going on in their life. You know what they're desiring and you know that something is keeping them from that desire. And when you can vocalize these things and make this person feel like they're, they've been connected with someone who just gets it and you know is able to see what they want and, and says they have a solution uh, to help them get what they want, that is really gonna help build the foundations of a trusting relationship that they're going to you know, have some loyalty in as well, right? Because when we find the people who get it, we really just kind of want to cling on <laughs> for dear life. Um, and so you're going to get people really inspired to learn more about you and learn more about your business and what you can provide to them. Yeah. So I would say that is the first step. Mm -hmm. um, then the second step would be to show them what life looks like after you fulfilled the need, right? So in terms of being a wedding photographer, after you have your wedding photos, you're going to have these memories preserved for the rest of your life, right? Even after, you know, some of our family members are gone or things have changed, like you're going to have these memories to look back on and remember what a special day this was, you know, you'll have keepsakes to show your children and then maybe even your children's children, like your grandchildren, right? So these are some of the things that, you know, people who hire a wedding photographer, they want. And the ultimate goal is to like have those memories of this beautiful day captured to remember forever and not have to worry about forgetting everything so you can live in the moment. Um, so really showing your reader what's possible and what they can receive as a result of working with you is the second step. And so using their language about what they're desiring themselves, right? And putting that into your copy, whether that be on your website or in another form of marketing, maybe your social media is going to get them to move from like, hey, Val really sees what I want. She knows what I'm going through. She knows exactly why I want to work with someone like her. And then she's showing me exactly what I want as the final product as a result of her services. That's going to inspire me a lot more to want to work with her as opposed to me just reading information about how many clients she's served, why photography is important to her, why she loves love, right? Um, so really taking your reader on this journey from, hey, I understand your current situation. I, I understand what you need to here's what you're going to get as a result of working with me is really how you paint that transformational journey and inspire someone to want to take action and experience that themselves. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I guess my question is, do you think people read a lot these days? Like how much verbiage or how much text or how much of this do we have to convey? Like, you know, mainly in our website and, and our social media and our marketing, like, is it very deep or is it or is it surface level? Like what, what do you think? I'm all for going deep. 
that's kind of that's the copywriter that I am. That's the kind of person that I am. I like to get invested and, and really inspire that emotion. And if someone wants something and it's going to cost them a lot of money, they're going to want to collect as much information about that as possible. Um, so I know in the wedding photography industry, photographers can charge, you know, it's definitely a four figure investment, maybe between three and, and six thousand dollars. And if I'm going to trust someone on my special day to capture these photos, and I'm going to be, you know, spending this much money, I'm, I'm going to want to know the intricacies and I'm going to want to feel like I trust this person and I have a relationship with this person and I'm not just another client on their calendar. So it depends on how invested your ideal client is. So you would need to understand about your ideal client, like what kind of information they need to make a purchase, what their purchasing habits are, whether they're an emotional or a logical uh, buyer. Um, but I would say, you know, rule of thumb, people who are making a large investment are going to want to know as much information as possible. And really just as long as it takes to paint that story. So, I mean, it, it can be short, it can be long. It's just really, it depends on the, the ideal clients, um, the service being offered, the investment price, the ROI of that investment and um, things like that. Yeah, I also think I also think it varies on what market you're um, trying to get into or you're trying to break into, because like a three to six thousand photographer um, is really like an entry level person, you know, like people in the mid tier or anywhere from like 10 to 15. And then we get to 15 and beyond. Um, and then even ultra luxury is like 30 to 40 K starting. So I think the copy and your language will change throughout those tiers and understanding who you're talking to because people at the ultra luxury level don't actually read anything and they have their planner do it, right? So like, it's a total different ball game. But if you have somebody who's um, entry level, you know, or lovely or budget, um, or, you know, in the middle there, they're, they're going to read more about you and your services. So I think you have to understand just as like a caveat to this is like what market you're in and where you want to go and where you want to stay. And then put that into your marketing plan and, you know, into your language as well. I feel like the higher up you go and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, like the less verbiage you need, right? It's more like, you know, you're talking to this, like your solution, you're connecting with them and then like how to contact me. But I feel like in the middle there, you're going to want to put a lot more detail into that. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, yeah. No, it totally depends on who the ideal client is. And again, what their purchasing habits are. And if, you know, someone has money to hire someone else to make their decisions for them, um, that's a total different ballgame than the person who is, you know, having a, a more like budget friendly wedding and, and needs to pick the right person to, you know, get the most out of their investment. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I understand. So now, you know, we've got, we understand what we're talking about with language and we want to take action and help inspire them. You know, what sort of, how can we start this process? Like, where do we begin? Because that feels overwhelming for someone who's not a good writer. And I'm speaking about myself. <laughs> like, how do you, you know, where do you tell your clients how to start besides you know, do you, you do your client stuff? We've, we've done all that stuff. Like, let's say we've done our homework, but how do we start doing pen to paper? 
Yeah, so if you were embarking on this voice of the customer research journey on your own, I would first say to make sure you really understand who your ideal client is, because the goal is to write copy to speak to one specific person. And then after that, I would brainstorm and make a list of all the places you think that this person might be hanging out, right? So it might be a Facebook group. It might be on Amazon product reviews for weddings, um, like things people would buy to, you know, help uh, like decor and things like that. You could do some competitor analysis and look at testimonials of other people in your industry and see how their clients have spoken about their experience and, and how their life has changed as a result of, you know, hiring this wedding photographer. So I would really dig deep and, and make a list of where you think these people would be hanging out and where you can either directly go to them and talk to them or you can play a more passive role and do some eavesdropping. And after that, I would get myself in these places. So whether that's joining a Facebook group or, you know, just finding those product reviews online, like going to Amazon and, and actually finding products and bookmarking them to either go back to later or, you know, actually hopping in and doing the research as you're going along. But I would get myself in those places and then I would, you know, do the eavesdropping and I would have a spreadsheet pulled up and I'd have a column of, uh, things my ideal client is struggling with, things my ideal client wants, things my ideal client has expressed hesitation towards in terms of an investment or um, another column of like limiting beliefs my ideal client might have. And I would start to collect that data and, and put it in that spreadsheet so you can go back to it and then look for common themes in your data, right? Is there something that's being said by your ideal client more than once? Is there something that's being said one way versus another way? Another way? Is there something that seems like maybe it was just that one person worried about that? But really digging deep and analyzing the data you've collected and figuring out what feels good to you as a business owner, what fits into your unique value proposition, what fits into how you serve your clients. Um, what fits into the kind of experience you want to create for your clients and really just identifying those key themes and messages that you can later integrate into your future copy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love, you know, do you have any good before and afters you can share with us? Like in a sense of like a client you worked with that, like they were struggling and then they, they did, you know, they worked with you and they, they figured this out and now they're like getting who they want. Like, do you have like any examples of that? Yeah, so I recently worked with a, um, not a wedding planner, but I worked with a video strategist and a video content producer, and he was having a pretty hard time bringing in clients who wanted in-house video production. He was attracting a lot of clients who were having trouble getting started with content. He was having trouble, um, you know, bringing in clients who really knew what they wanted and knew what their strategy, but they just didn't have the time to execute it. And so what we did was we went in and we built this landing page that spoke specifically to that person who already knew what they were doing with their content um, and just knew they needed more time to actually put it into post-production and edit it and make it engaging. And so we structured his new landing page around pulling those clients in by using language that they've used themselves. And he has started to attract a lot more of those clients instead of 
um, focusing more on attracting those clients who need coaching and strategy support with video. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like a direct correlation to what you put out there is what you're getting in your inbox. Absolutely. Right. You want to help people understand whether or not you are the service provider for them and whether or not they're in the right place in your community. And your copy is what helps you do that. And it's this constant game of attracting the people you want to work with, but also gently repelling those people who you might not be the best fit for and might have their needs um, taken care of more effectively by someone else who specializes in what they need. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Val, this has been so helpful. So let's talk about your services a little bit. How do you actually help people do this? Because I'd rather you do it than me, to be honest. (laughs) So so how, how does that work? Yeah, so this market research is built into all of my copywriting packages. So whether you're looking for a website, um, an email sequence, or a sales page for your next launch, this voice of the customer research is built in as part of the process. And I will do it first before I before I write a lick of copy. I will make sure I have this research done to help me inform the, the words that I'm writing. So you can feel confident that your copy is going to resonate with the people that you want it to resonate with. And how long does that usually take? Like, What's your sort of time frame? Yeah, so most of my packages are actually intensive packages. So I have a website in a week package where you'll get four pages of website copy written in one week. And then I do VIP days for emails and sales pages. And this research process happens during the week before your project. So I'll need all of your deliverables before the week before your project actually starts. So that includes my branded business questionnaire, um, any contact information for past clients you'd like me to interview as part of the research process. So I spend about a week for each project doing this research and really, you know, diving deep in and getting dirty in those places where your ideal client is hanging out. So I know what kind of copy it's going to be most effective in attracting them and inspiring them to make an investment. Oh, that's really exciting. That sounds really good. I love that you do that. That's so great. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I feel like today is such a good show. We've got a lot of good information in here. And I feel like figuring out, you know, the voice of the customer is such a good tip. Like that's just something I haven't thought of in a very long time. And we kind of already have that built in. And if you don't, you can just be a lurker, (laughs) right? You can just listen in on those groups and sort of start figuring out or they can work with you, which is even better. So I love that. Um, let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and of course, say hello online. Yeah, so you can find me online at www.valcasola.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at valcasolawrites. That's where I'll be hanging out the most. And if you are interested in doing your own market research and embarking on this research journey yourself, I do have a free voice of the customer research guide that I would love to share with you. It includes a data bank where you can store all the data you're collecting, as well as questions that you can use in surveys to your audience and how to interview your past clients to gather some more information. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up right now, click on the links and let no value listen to today's episode. Val, thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun and I hope to have you on again soon. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure.
Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Val for being our wonderful guest today. If you guys want to find more about her, you can visit her website and links that are in the show notes. Swipe on up, click on the links, and let her know you listened to today's episode. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.